1: Welcome, beautiful spirits. Thank you for joining me here today. This week, we're going to focus on that mindset about money and finances specifically. It is an ongoing conversation that one of the top things that couples argue about. And sometimes no one wants to talk about it at all. And sometimes they can't stop talking about it. But it's not necessarily in a healthy way. And I want to go back to my practical roots to talk about money, because money, after all, is just a form of barter. It's nothing more to it. It's easier to have money if you want something. If I want something that you have, but you don't want something I have, we can't just trade for it. We can't barter. So we do money instead. And then that way, if you want something, you can go to somebody else, right? It's pretty clear and straightforward. But as human beings, we always put meaning on top of everything. We bury it, meaning and attitude and beliefs and everything else. So whatever attitude that you have about your finances is basically your mindset. It drives how you make key financial decisions every single day. I mean, every day and everything you do. Can you afford it? What do you want? Can you go on vacation? Can you buy the car? Can you buy bread? I mean, depending on how your money mindset is. So today we're going to look at money kind of in general. And then your relationship with money and finances. We're going to discuss specifically about your core beliefs about money and how they limit us. And we're going to look at kind of a rich money mindset versus a poor money mindset. And then 10 key ways to reset your mindset about money. And along the way, I'm going to give you a couple of tools that I use in my clients during their five hour VIP day, which I call Change Your Money Karma. So you're going to get those for free. You won't get the how to deal with them for free, one-on-one for you specifically, but you will get the tool that you can try on your own. So what does your life look like in terms of money and finance? Now, when I talk about money, I'm talking about cash, about what's in the bank, about investments that you have, whether that's stock or a 401k that's invested in something, if IRA, maybe you have your home that you own, it might even be a nice car that you have or a not so nice car that you have. <laughs> Whatever you have that is how, you know, you can afford these things, what you do and how your mind is settled with it. And I want to give you an analogy, but I do want you to realize before I do that, that however your life looks like in terms of money and finance, your financial reality really stems from two things. Your mindset about what how you think about it and your skill set at manifesting what you want. Because you want to be able to not only think if things are well, but you also want to have the skill set of manifesting and then keeping it. Because so many people, they can manifest it. They have the money and it goes out the door the next day. I had someone close to me that had the problem with that. No problem manifesting the cash. The cash would come, no problem. But they had no skill at keeping it or knowing how to deal with it when they got it. I'm going to do two separate shows on that. I want to give you this analogy first. Think of a phone and a battery that goes in the phone, right? So, if you have on the table sitting in front of you the phone and right next to it is the battery, neither one of them are going to be any good for you until you put the phone, have the battery inside the phone. So, think of the phone itself as your skill set with money, what you've learned, what's on the outside. And the battery is your mindset and what gives life to the phone. The battery is kind of like your subconscious with all those beliefs stuffed in it that are, though they're both probably helping you and holding you back, right? There are different kinds of beliefs that are in there. So if you want to achieve what you desire in your life in a financial way, you need to make sure that that battery that isn't overstuffed with the negative beliefs so that it's on fuller power and you can get what you want from it. You don't want it to be drained at the battery to have a low life. And when you insert the battery into the phone, that's kind of when the magic happens. When the juice in the battery is full, you're going to be able to manifest whatever you want in the way of money because those limiting beliefs will not be there. The fears or whatever's holding you back will not be in that battery, which means it'll have more power and you can manifest the money. And you can increase that manifestation kind of exponentially, that power that you'll have. So you may need to work on either your mindset or on your skill set or both. And it's never too late to create the new reality you want. But you need to be ready to take the plunge, you know, the, the new way of thinking and being because sometimes we're not so ready. And that's okay too. But when you're ready, go for it see what you can do. So this week, like I said, is all about mindset for your money. And if you need to increase your money skill set, you can go back to season one, episode 52, and it's called Easy Tactics for a Better Money Skill Set. It has lots of tips and tricks in there that might help you. I'll go ahead and put that link in the episode description so you can go right back to that if you want without having to wander through all the different episodes. I know money is kind of a taboo subject. Parents don't talk about it in front of their young children usually. And as they get older, they don't talk about it either. Sometimes it's kind of hard to take care of the parents as they get older because you don't even know what they have. You don't know if they have enough, if they're barely making it by, unless, of course, it's obvious. But even then, some people live beneath their means so far that you don't even know they have money. And that's probably a lot rarer than the people living above their means, but It's something that you don't know. You don't necessarily know what someone has until maybe after they pass and they die and you have no information. If you're the person supposed to be looking after them, you don't know if they have estate planning. You don't know about what kind of money they have or where they can even find it so that you can then complete the estate and settle it with the heirs. So money is definitely not spoken about all that much. You also don't talk about money at a job. Unless you're at the kind of job where it's published. If you have a published pay scale, everybody knows what you make. Or at least in a range. It's no real surprise. But any other time, do not talk about it. It totally injures the entire office, it seems like. And everybody's feeling about what's going on in the office if everybody knows what everybody makes. The other time you don't talk about is when you're dating. You never talk about what somebody has. Hopefully you do before you get married to the person, but sometimes you don't. You may not know that they have huge debts or that they have millions of dollars in the bank and you don't know where they stand and they don't know where you are unless you've talked about it. They don't, after all, even teach us about how to use money in school. They don't talk about it. They don't talk about the most important things in school. You know math, so you can know how to count your money, but you don't know what to do with it, how to save it. You don't know those important things that help you deal with it. And so question, when you speak of money in general, do you roll your eyes? Do you evade it? Or are you willing to go there? Because it can be difficult to have those kind of conversations with people. That's why so many fights happen. You don't know what I don't know. Your way of handling money is different from my way. Your mindset is different from my mindset. And if you get two people together who haven't discussed it at all and they get married, There are going to be a lot of arguments and discussions about this. So, what is your relationship with money? You can kind of tell by what your reality looks like, right? I mean, if you're human, you probably have money issues at one time or another in your life. Maybe it's just once in a while, or maybe you constantly have problems with money and having enough of it. And this can range anywhere from never having enough money at the end of the paycheck, not really being able to pay all your bills, to merely Maybe you just can barely make it. You can pay most of your bills. Sometimes people are having just enough and they're starting to even save for a rainy day. Unfortunately, the rainy day kind of happens. So therefore, every time you think you have money, you don't have money again. Maybe you just paid off a credit card and a big expense shows up like a doctor bill, a dental bill, a car repair. Extra money you need for an assessment for your if you own a condo like I do, they assess things every once in a while that you don't expect. Higher insurance bill, something happens. Maybe you're just ready for retirement and the stock market crashes, which is maybe probably where you had all your savings. What is your relationship with money? Where are you with that? And do you want to change your money karma? Do you want to change your current money mindset? Feel about your relationship with money. If you have fear of not having enough, if you fear, you're, not, you're in good company because a lot of people feel that way. I mean, everybody wants to be comfortable and safe with money, right? But how much is enough? Because honestly, that's different for every single person. I mean, everybody wants to be comfortable. They want to have enough and even maybe more than enough. But what does that mean? Do you need to have a home? Does it need to be in a rich section of town or does it matter just a roof over your head? Do you want to send your kids just to a decent school or do you want to send them to the highest and the best school? Money means different things to different people. And your beliefs about money can be harmful or they can be helpful. And they are different for each person, of course, as well, because your beliefs can set you free or, of course, they can limit you. And if you think you have no beliefs about money, Huh. Think again. We have beliefs about everything. The beliefs impact our lives in obvious ways and not so obvious ways. So you may have beliefs that are conscious. You know you believe certain things, but you could also have subconscious beliefs. You may not know why that something's not going right in your life and you don't know what happened, why that's going on. You might try to reach a goal. You might try and have money and then it's just gone. And no matter what you do, It's just gone. That rainy day savings is gone again. Maybe a spouse spends the money when you weren't expecting it. They want something that you're going, no, it's the exact amount we have in the savings. Okay, nothing again. But you need to live and enjoy yourself. So then the question is, if you don't worry about or have the lack feeling and mentality, then you won't be as concerned and you might be able to flow more with what you can have. But if you don't know where your fears come from, it could be really deep-seated and hidden from you. So if you don't know, why don't you know? Besides being subconscious and getting it when you're very young, you may have kind of an emotional programming that you're dealt with from there. Maybe you have spiritual agreements that you won't. Maybe in a a past life you had a a vow of poverty and you sort of carried it across now and you don't know why it's there, but it's still kind of hanging on. That's where... People who don't believe in past lives, it's very interesting to talk to them because I'm fine because who really knows? I'm fine with whatever people want to believe in. But to talk about it, it makes so much more sense when you get these sort of issues. When you go, wow, well, if that happened to me, that would make sense. I don't want that vow anymore. And then when they shift that idea, sometimes money just flows. It is the weirdest thing. You never know what's going to set someone off. So you just need to go through the different hoops like I do in my VIP day to be able to help people see some of the different options of what they may be facing. Because you may not believe in some of these things with the karmic stuff, with the past life stuff, spiritual agreements, but I've seen it shift when we clear some of these things with clients who don't even believe this stuff. I mean, I never know what's going to work with people, but I'm more than happy to try all sorts of things. And so now I'm going to be giving you one of those tools I use in my clients. For my VIP day, deals with releasing limiting beliefs and fears, but first you have to find those if you don't know what they are. I got this tool and I've expanded on it, but I've got it originally from Jen Sincero's book. She is fabulous. I love her. I highly recommend her books. Uh, This one is called You Are a Badass at Making Money. It is hysterical, just like the title says. She's fun. She has great ideas and she makes you look at things a little differently, which is what I love about her. Her name, again, is Jen Sincero, S-I-N-C-E-R-O, I I think. I think that's how you pronounce it. What this is, is a letter to money. So you want to write a love letter or a letter to a dear friend as though money was a person. So you want to say how you feel about money. Let me give you an example because it is kind of a strange thing when you listen to it the first time going, what is she talking about? An example might be, dear money, why have you deserted me? You're never there when I need you and I I don't know what to do. I wish I never had to think of you and you would just be there when I needed you. But you show up for a while and then you kind of leave again, right? When I think things are going well. I mean, I wish I could trust you more to be there for me when I need you, but you never stick around. Or maybe you say something like, what is it with you? You show up and then you leave again. What is happening here? Or maybe it's like, why do you always leave me? When I expect you, you're just not there. I mean, you might have all different kinds of things. I help my clients because first they write it before we even start working together, and then we read it during our session. I want you to write it quickly. Don't think about it. Treat money like any friend or lover you want to write to. But read it back with a fresh eye on either later or on a different day, because then you're going to see some of those beliefs those limiting things that hold you back from having this in your life all the time. What is it about money? How do you feel? Are you afraid that they're never coming back into your life again? What is it? I mean, why do we have limiting beliefs about money or anything else? Well, we learn these things when we're young. As we get older, we add to them. So maybe we get some of these ideas from our parents, from their beliefs, maybe from our church, these beliefs that we get. Of course, like I said before, past lives, all those sorts of things. But there's also friends we get them from. Maybe we learn our limiting beliefs from movies. Sometimes we believe certain things because our life just showed that reality. When we were young, maybe we had no money. And maybe that created our money mindset. Or maybe we had a ton of money, but you never learned a skill set. So you didn't know how to deal with it, how to create your own when it left, because you didn't know how to keep it. Even if you have money, Your mindset may not be healthy about it. So realize that even though you have it, or it comes and then it goes, there are ways to shift all of that. You just need a healthier money mindset. Just like any other skill set that you learn, you can shift and you can grow and you can get more of what you want in your life. The other thing you might have done is adopted others' beliefs. Whether even though you heard maybe that somebody had a belief, you didn't realize you adopted it, maybe a little or maybe a lot. Because my dad had a belief that you had to earn money from his job. It was the only real way he ever earned money was from the job he had. His day job was the one way. And that's the only way I ever got money. I never thought about it. But at some point, this came up in a class or something I took. And I thought, yeah, wait, that's the only way I make money. Why does that have to be the only way? And when I realized that was not my belief, that was my father's belief, I thought, oh, I did adopt that a little bit, didn't I? Because that's kind of the way I'm living my life. And the minute I realized it, my beliefs went click, click, click. And it shifted because I went, "Ah, I have no energy behind that belief. I just adopted it. So I can let it go now. My mother like made money every which way because she she did all sorts of different things to earn money. And as soon as I realized that wasn't mine, I started getting money and checks. At the time, there were always checks instead of PayPal or something, coming from all different directions. I mean, I started doing craft fairs. I started earning money just all sorts of different ways. And money was like flowing to me. It was fabulous. But I didn't realize what was holding me back. So what are your limiting beliefs? Sometimes you have to really delve into your subconscious to find them and other ones are just right on top. They're more conscious. And sometimes your subconscious and your conscious contradict each other. Sometimes you think you know what your beliefs are and subconsciously they're not really the same beliefs. So that's when you go after something, great guns, you know you want it and it doesn't come true. A lot of times those are contradicting limiting beliefs. When you know what your limiting beliefs are, you can start working with them, but you may not understand exactly what a limiting belief is. So I'm going to give you some options here to see if any of these ring true for you. So here are different beliefs that you may or may not have. So here's one. There is never enough money. There's never enough to go around maybe, or to for everybody to have it. Does that sound like you? What about, I don't deserve to be rich. My family has never been rich, so I can't be either. Well, that one sucks, doesn't it? I mean, why not? You hear those entrepreneurs that go out and make lots of money and they come from places that are not a richer neighborhood. But you have, it's unusual compared to the norm. Maybe your belief is money ruins everything because everything was great until something got involved and it was money related. Maybe you are one of those that say you can't be spiritual and have money. Or maybe you just know and you believe I'm just not good with the money. I'm just not good with money. Maybe you think wanting too much money is greedy. Or every time I try to save, something comes up. Another bill, another expense, that rainy day thing I was talking about. Another limiting belief might be being rich is for other people. Or maybe it is selfish to want to be rich. It's selfish. Why would I want to be rich? That's just a selfish thing. Or maybe money is bad is a limiting belief of yours. Feel free to go through these and write down some of these so you know what you're dealing with, what really kind of hits you. If you feel it in your body or you go, eek, you know what I mean? You, you kind of wince a little bit, write it down. Even if you recognize it as being a parent's limiting belief, write it in like a different column or something, but keep track of those as well because you want to make sure that those aren't something you've adopted, like the one I talked about with my dad. A couple of other limiting beliefs might be wanting money is being too materialistic. Or the are all two standbys. Money is the root of all evil and money doesn't grow on trees are also old standbys for a reason. If you want to hear some so you recognize what a limiting belief is, I wanted to make sure I brought those to you. So when you find your limiting beliefs about money, then you can really, really start working on them, like I've already said. Now, people also have a rich mindset. And it doesn't mean they're rich, but it means their mindset is richer. And I got this information from T. Harv, I think it's Ecker. E-K-E-R. He's the author of The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, which sounds pretty good. He refers to a concept of a rich person's mindset. And he says rich people have a way of thinking that is different from poor and middle class people. They think differently about money, wealth, themselves, other people, and life. And it's not so much a rich person versus a poor person in my, and I think that's what he's talking about. But for me, it's more about how do you think in a rich money mindset? where he says, rich people believe I create my life and poor people believe that life happens to me, which means that you aren't having any power or choice. You can't do anything because life just happens to you. If you think you create your life, then you have so many more options, so much more responsibility you're taking so you have opportunities and choices and things that you can do about where you're at. So I can see why, and hopefully you can, that makes a difference. If you think, think, yeah, I create my life, I have choices, then you're in the right place to move forward. There's also one that he says, says rich people are excellent receivers. Poor people are poor receivers. So if people offer you something or they say how great you are, you don't turn them away and say, no, no. If you're rich, you're rich in the concept that you deserve more, that you deserve to have it, and not in a greedy, grasping way, but in a kind of a a wider feel than that, in this spiritual way of deserving every wonderful thing. How about rich people are solution-based, and poor people focus on the problem? As I've said in other shows, when you focus on the problem, you're focusing on the negative on the complaining and the whining and what do you do? Oh my God, look what happened to me. And Sometimes we need to be in that spot, you know, but then we need to pull ourselves out. You can't stay there forever or you will never shift your mindset because you want to figure out how to fix something, how to adjust it, what the solution is, and not just on what the problem is. The one I really like is rich people act in spite of fear. Poor people let fear stop them. When you have a problem and you are trying to figure out how to get your way out of it in any way, but especially with money issues, if you are afraid you're not going to be able to pay your rent, you're not going to be able to do something, you're probably going to be right because you're going to talk yourself out of the opportunity to act in spite of the fear, to find a way around, to find those solutions. And this one I know for sure is true. Rich people, the money mindset, constantly learn and grow. But poor people think they already know. So they think, hey, I don't need to learn anything new. I've already got it. I already know. And in any kind of money mindset or just mindset in general, if you think you already know all the answers, that's a poor mindset. Because you don't know all the answers. You can't. Nobody knows all the answers. Unless you're, wow, maybe God, I don't know. You. There's no way you're going to know all the answers. So you have to realize that and then see what else is out there so that you can learn and grow and find those things that are going to be possible. And one similar is rich people focus on opportunities, but poor people focus on obstacles. Is that negative again, focusing on what is in your way. Instead of focusing on opportunities and ways around it, over it, or through it, you're focusing on the actual obstacle itself. And I'd like to add one where rich people focus on the possible They focus on what they know to be possible, plus they expand it to bigger than that. And poor mindset focuses on the impossible. It it can't work. There's no way. I can't make it happen. It's not going to happen. But it doesn't mean it won't. It just means that's where you're focusing on. I want to move into the 10 key ways to reset your money mindset now, because I want you to be able to shift your vibration and raise it up so that you're more receptive to the frame of mind you need to be in in order to help you manifest whatever you want, including money. Because the more you raise your vibration, the more receptive you'll be to whatever ideas show up and whatever's happening. The first way, I want this key way that I want you to think about, is to focus on why you want to change your financial life. Find the excitement behind why you want to change it. What do you want your life to look like? Because it will drive what you do and what you can be when you think about where you want to be. Don't say, oh, poor me, I'll never get it. Think of how you'd feel when you get there. Why do you want it? Oh, because if this happens, then this is going to happen. This is exciting. This is where I'll be. And then when you see that, how your life could change for the better, then you can start deciding how to make the changes. So that's focusing on why you want to make the changes to your financial life. The second one is to work with the law of attraction. Focus on the positive, as I've said, and as Mr. Ecker said, focus on the positive, on the results and the opportunities, on the the solutions, instead of whining about what doesn't work, complaining, just, oh, I can't believe this isn't happening, and if you get there, it's fine. Just find your way to get out of it fairly quickly so you don't get stuck there. The third one is to realize that money can flow from different avenues. Just like what I said before, it doesn't only have to come from your paycheck. Make sure you're open, that you allow yourself to have those ideas coming, that you can make them from different things. It's not just your career. I mean, maybe your career includes bonuses, but perhaps you also have a separate way of making money. Perhaps you have people asking for you as a consultant in what you do or in something else you're really good at that you don't actually work at. It can come in many different ways. The fourth thing you can do is to use affirmations that can be powerful. And I have a whole show on that. It's if you want to know how to use them and how to create your own specifically for you, check out and search for the word affirmations. It gives in detail depth how to do it. I'm just going to now give you a few ideas on perhaps affirmations specifically for money. So how about money always flows to me easily? I like this one. Money and I are best friends. We're always together. How about money comes to me easily and effortlessly? Or money comes to me through expected and unexpected channels? This one's kind of cute. Money finds me everywhere I go, even when I try and hide from it. Or money flows to me easily, frequently, and abundantly. I have the power to attract money easily. Just a couple more here. I love money because it is always here for me even when I don't need it. Or I place no limits on the money I can make. Or I have no limitations. Or I have unlimited, there we go, I have unlimited amount of money that I can make. Not quite so much in the negative. You don't want the word no in there. And I have one I just put out on YouTube that, well, not too far back, that's my bank account is always overflowing with money. I have some on a list. If you want, you can email me and I'll send you the list so that you have them and you can choose the ones you want. The fifth thing you can do is practice gratitude every day. It will automatically raise your vibration and shift you closer to what you want so you can be more receptive to getting that money in your life and having your finances look a little bit better. Every time money comes in, be grateful for it. Don't be grateful when you see it. Don't go, oh, I have to pay a bill. Thank God I have enough money to pay the bill. No, be grateful that it's coming in. Don't think about the word bill if you think of it as a negative. Because even though you can pay the bill, it's still a bill. That means you'll have more money to pay more bills, which is fine. But you want money in general and not just money to pay bills. So you can see it kind of limits you with your gratitude. Make sure you're very clear about how you're grateful. The sixth thing is kind of related to that because it has to do with changing your negative language and your thought process after a while. You want to kind of, what I call, flip the script. You want to stop complaining about money. Now, I got to say, sometimes excuses feel really great because it's easy. But results are better, don't you think? You Instead of saying, I can't afford it, it's too expensive, oh, we can't do that this year, we don't have enough Maybe instead of that, I mean, you you want your dreams, right? You don't want your drama, or maybe you do want your drama. But if you're ready to let go of that drama and have the dreams, you need to work at it. You have a choice. You can flip that script, but you have to really think about how it's going to work for you and how you're going to be able to make it work. The next one is if you've made mistakes with your finances, please forgive yourself. Everybody makes mistakes. We all have done a doozies, I'm sure. Whether it's a small mistake with money or whether you've invested in something that did badly, was a stupid idea when you look back on it, but at the time it seemed like a brilliant idea, or at least it was okay. Everybody has those. They weren't stupid. They were just decisions you made that, well, okay, it wasn't maybe your best choice, but it's one you made. It's over. It's done. Maybe you're even still dealing with the fallout, but realize that whatever happened Forgive yourself for it. And you might as well forgive the other people involved because it's not going to help you any to hold grudges and to stay connected in a really bad way to those people that may have you feel caused you to do something or they stole from you or something happened. Realize that you are where you are right now. You can only shift from where you are. You can't go back, but you can learn and grow. Take that time and Allow yourself to forgive yourself for whatever you did that caused you to be in debt or caused you to have a bad way with your finances. I'm talking about 10 key ways to reset your money mindset. I've talked about focusing on why you want to change your financial life so that you can get excited and drive you in the direction you want. I've talked about working with the law of attraction, so that you can focus on the positive and seeing the opportunities and results instead of looking at what's going on in the past, the negative, and to realize that money can flow from different avenues and not just your paycheck. To try affirmations and gratitude, and to let go of that negative language. Whenever you hear yourself say, "I can't afford it" or "It's too expensive," to rethink, because sometimes you just might want to say, "Huh." It's not really in my budget right now. I wonder if I want that. And then, if you want it, find a way to make it happen. Just say, huh, oh, okay, well, that'll be, that'll, I'll put that down as the next thing that I want in my life. Yeah, I think I'll get that next time. Rather than, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. Last thing I talked about was to forgive yourself because so many, I mean, I think most of us have done something in our lives about money that we're not too proud of. We've made decisions, we've made choices. You've invested somewhere with a company or maybe we invested in classes that never went anywhere and it was really expensive. I've done that one. Whatever it is, maybe you bought a car or a house that ended up being a money pit. Whatever it was, just forgive yourself. Give yourself a clean slate. Learn from it if you can and move forward. The eighth way that you can change and reset your money mindset is to try tapping. EFT is great for blocks and limiting beliefs tapping you can look and listen to nick ortner you can find a bunch of different people that work with it and you can also do it on your own there are books to teach you how personally i find it works better if i have someone leading me because it's not as powerful when i do it myself for some reason i don't feel the shift as much so whatever works for you you can try it on your own first and see if that's something that will work for you the ninth way to lift and shift your money mindset is to stop comparing yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people and where they are. If you judge yourself based on other people in anything in life, you are either going to think you're more superior or you're going to think you're a mess. Either way, it's really not the good of a mindset for your being. Don't compare yourself. You can take them as, wow, this person did great. How did they do that? Oh, I want to do something like that. I want to figure out how they did it so I can do it. That's different. That's learning and growing and finding opportunities and finding ways to make it work. But just comparing yourself to, and then finding yourself at a liability is not going to help your mindset in any way, shape, or form. So don't compare yourself and find yourself lacking and judge yourself ill because of it. Tenth one is I'm going to say stop resisting. Stop resisting. If you ever watch Star Trek, you'll know when I say resistance is futile, it's futile, it's useless. The Borg used to say that all the time, and they're really right. Because you can resist all you want at having, at seeing your limiting beliefs, at working through them, but your financial life is not going to change if you do that. You need to let it go. Let go the embarrassment of figuring out that uh yeah, okay, I have a mindset that I'm not proud of. If there is an embarrassment to forgive yourself for the past errors and judgment, stopping the negative thinking. All those things can help you make your life better. It can help your financial life to get on its feet again. If you, this is kind of an extra credit, if you create a vision for what you want your best financial life to look like, how would it look? How much money would you have? What does it look like? Really stretch your boundaries. Try and figure out exactly what you want and then stretch it even more. As I said at the beginning, everybody's idea of how much is enough is different. Where do you feel safe? How much financial health do you need? How much money do you need? This isn't just about the cash. It's about living a limitless life and money. Let's face it. It's part of it because you want to do what you want to do. You want to have what you want to have. And you don't want to worry and shift all of your beliefs and all of your focus on something that's not working, which might be money. You want to be able to your mindset so that that part is just running on all cylinders and you don't even need to worry about it. So take some time on your own. Delve into what your relationship with money looks like. It may be obvious. It may not be so obvious. So what type of core limiting beliefs are you holding on to? Where do they come from? From your parents, your environment? Have you adopted them? I gave you a list of ideas to get you started of what limiting beliefs look like. And then where do you have a mindset that holds you back? Are you having a rich mindset, but something's wrong somewhere? Or do you have that poor mindset where you sort of stay stuck in that area? And then, of course, while I've been talking, I also gave you a summary of 10 ways to reset your mindset. You can have a rich life. Money is just part of it. But it takes up an awful lot of our attention. We have it. We don't have it. We can afford it. We can't afford it. Where is your mind? Where do you deal with these sorts of things? Your beliefs about money and your mindset, whether it's positive or negative, can have a huge impact on your ability to achieve your goals. If you change your mindset about money, challenges seem to come up less often. And when they do come up, you tend to make better choices about how to overcome them. Your mindset will click along differently. It'll be easier to deal with stuff. You'll feel better about happening. And your mindset will be Releasing some of those fears and worries that you may or may not even know you have. If you're ready to make a shift and you know, I can have, this is great. I know. Then you're ready to take the steps forward. You may run up across some things that aren't working for you because of it. And that's good. If you start struggling, you know you're making a shift and you're becoming aware. And that's a good thing. Even though sometimes it can be a little painful to start struggling.
0: Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane, with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself, because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire.